Right after the parish of Kabbalah Satyra of Yisroi follows Parshish Mishpatim. Martha. Martha and Yehuda, you both have Chumashim? I want, can you pass this to Yehuda? Abel, oh. come back seats. Come, come. Kiva will bring a chair right up to the front. Here, let me have the Chumash. Parshish Mishpatim. Page 222. Right after Parshish Yisrael, the Parsh of Kabbalah Satyra, immediately is followed by Mishpatim. Mishpatim is practical law. A lot of Babakama is in Mishpatim. A lot of laws of Hezek, of damage, are in Mishpatim. And then, th- that's right after Parshish Yisrael. It always is instructive to me that after the Parsh of Kabbalah Satyra, we have a very, very broad Torah. With many tzivuyim, with many commands, in many, many different areas. All different types of areas of Torah. I'm always fascinated that after Yisrael, the parish of Kabbalah Satyra, Mishpatim is very technical. It starts with Baba Kamo, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra, laws of damages. Of Negicha, Maishar, Yurashar. I'm always fascinated that after Yisrael, the parish of Kabbalah Satyra, what must follow is technical, practical halacha. We always speak about somebody's inspired and wants to get close to Hashem. Kabbalah Satyra is like this inspirational time of our marriage to Hashem, Kabbalah. We are Klal Yisrael and Hashem unite. He chooses us to give us the Torah. All of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was but an introduction was for the purpose, Asher Eretz Mitzrayim, Liyais Lachem Leloikim, Tavdun Esoloikim Alohor All of what I do for you is going to be so you serve Hashem by this mountain, Kabbalah Satayra. This was the Tachlis of our people, the Tayra. The whole world's creation was Bishvil Atayra, the first word in the... In the in the Torah, Bereshis b'shvila Torah Reshis. The entire world was waiting for this day of Kabbalah Satira. After Kabbalah Satira follows Mishpatim, Mishpatim is practical law. You want a kasher to Hashem. You want a relationship. You want to maintain this relationship. There has to be the practical mitzvahs day in day out. The practical mitzvahs. This week's, this coming week, unfortunately, is an off Shabbos. The Ellie David's going to stay by my house, Beis Hashem. So, this coming week's an off Shabbos. I, I want to learn Mishpatim. It's massively important to me that we learn Mishpatim together, that we really study Mishpatim. And there are a lot of things in Mishpatim that I want to talk about together. In a few minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little out of order. I want to talk a little about... I'll, I'll, st- I'll start like this, because it has a principle that's relevant for all of Gemara. If everybody can turn to page 218, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. 218, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. And I want to talk about something that's always true in Gemara, that's true over and over in Gemara, for good learners in Gemara, as opposed to a weak source learner in Gemara. In Pasuk Lamed Gimel, on page 218, Pasuk Lamed Gimel, it says, ish bar. If a man will open up a bar, ish bar. or if a man will dig a bar. If you'll even open an existing pit, 
or dig a new pit, and you won't cover it, and a shara chamar falls in it, the owner of the bar pays Kesev Yashuv Lubalov money he must return to the owner that he damaged, and he gets to keep the carcass. These two psukim are the parish of Bur. They beg many questions that if you're chayiv for opening a bar, why does the Torah have to say you're chayiv for digging a bar? The Gemara Baba Kama asked that question. Just say if you open a bar, suddenly you dig it. The next question that's begged, that's dealt with extensively, is a lot of Baba Kama. Is it called, it says the Bala Bar, the owner of the pit is chayiv. Who said you own a pit? You dig a pit in Rishus Arabim or open a pit, it should say the digger of the pit, Chayiv. It says Balabar Yishalim. The owner of the pit, what makes you the owner of the pit? You dug a hole in the street somewhere, it should say the digger of the pit, it calls you the Balabar. There's tremendous amounts on that word Balabar. A lot of Baba Kama revolves around that word, the first six parakim. You're the owner of the pit pays. So the question. This, these two psukim bring up a lot of questions, probably more questions than answers. And then, as you ask questions, you get answers. Torah is created, parakim surround these two psukim. But what I want to talk to you is about becoming a sophisticated learner. A very shallow person says to himself, when he reads these two psukim, do you know anybody in your life who ever dug a pit? Able, you know, anybody that's ever dug a pit or... You know, you'd have to have this really crude person who in the middle of Manhattan, there's like a, there's one of those covers, and he like takes it off, carries it, runs home to his dorm with it. Now you have a pit in Rishasarabim. And then many cars flying around West 181st Street have flat tires for going over a home. But you'd, you'd have a very rare story. It would be reported on 880... How many guys in your... This whole Pasuk is talking about this rare, unusual person. One of the arts to learning Torah in general, Torah Shabal Peh, is to be much more sophisticated than that. A very shallow person sees a pit, a digger of a pit. Can somebody tell me more profoundly what a bar is? What's unique... If you just picture a pit, you don't know how to learn Torah. You are a shallow learner. You have no shaykhs to Torah Shabal Peh. You don't, you don't get it. You miss the boat. Time in, time out. A sophisticated learner reads these two psukim, and what does he see in a pit? Somebody here, what is the deepest... There's a certain mazik, a certain damage the Torah is talking about. Is a certain kind of damage that a sophisticated person, if you just picture a human being digging a pit, you don't know how to learn Teresh Peh. You can miss, you can learn three parakim of Gemara and you just don't get it. Somebody here tell me what you visualized, a certain type of damage, and then a world opens up to you. Somebody tell me. Abel has said your money damaging that's reasonable the only thing is it already said in Ox it said other things of money so within money damaging there's something more Yaakov property money property there's still something more Usher 
stumbling block, fair. But I want it, there's something, I don't want, I'm not telling you to think what I'm thinking. You're all right. You're, You're all right. Stumbling block, you created, intentional. it's true. Stumbling block, so he says, don't have to picture a pit. A stumbling block, intentional, you created more. What Ellie just said is the key point. A bar is, I don't damage him, you damaged you. You damaged you. Grum is a good word, Ari, good. You damaged you, I didn't damage you. My thing was sitting there and you damaged yourself on my thing. If a guy has a shtender in yeshiva, an out of his shtender in camp in my shia room, right outside the wall is a nail that sits there. How many pairs of pants did that thing rip? It made me, I, I, I'm an idiot not to take a hammer and bang it off. A guy has a shtender with a nail sticking out. And you walk by and you rip your pants. What, I didn't, you damage yourself. What a, Ellie said, stationary, my thing stands there and you use my thing to damage yourself. That is the aside of Burr. That's relevant daily. If a guy in, his, in the middle of the hallway, you put your sneaker in the hallway, somebody runs and gets hurt. Somebody runs and gets hurt because you have things sticking out. If you have a thing, some, you have a shtender with the nail sticking out. That's a burr. A sophisticated learner understands that. You miss learning. If you read through Chuvasvarim, you become frummer. You learn Reb Moshe Feinstein, just learned Shas, the same Shas you and I learned. People ask him any question in Kola Tayrakula. And he has a Gemara brilliantly that, that resolves that answer. I want to tell you a story that happened. This is a story that happened in Eretz Yisrael in Shari Chesed, a true story. And it was presented to Reb Shloim Zalman Orbach. Listen to what he said. It blows my mind. But it should change the way you learn Torah. Listen to this, Yonatan. Yehuda, listen to this. Somebody asked Shloim Zalman Orbach, this is a true story that happened. In in Eretz Yisrael, in, that, in his city, somebody, in, in Shari Chesed, there was a Makolot. Makolot, I love Makolot, because our, rest, our, um, our um, supermarkets are very official and fancy. Makolot are so Hamish and Gishmak. Just how Makolot work are just so Hamish and Gishmak. They're the best. The corner Makolot, the local stores... They, so the local store has a bag, and they had bags of sugar and bags of salt. And the guy was selling bags of sugar, and by mistake he had salt in his sugar bags. Very Hamish. You know, you ask him for a, a sakechel sukar, and the guy goes up, climbs his little ladder, and he pulls from behind something. They maximize space. They're like tiny little crevices, call them a store. And somewhere in there, like, is everything you need in the makola. So the guy, this is a true story, Abela, the guy instead of was selling bags of sugar, except they had salt inside. A lot of ladies, it was before Shavuos, people bought fancy fish and the recipe called for a cup of sugar. And the ladies dipped in and poured in a cup of salt. And many ladies had fish ruined and all different dishes that were ruined. And they went to Reb Shleimah's own Orbach. They wanted to sue the, the owner. For, they wanted to pay back for fish, for meat, all the things that were ruined. And the question is, is he responsible? Certainly he owes them a dollar fifty back, however much a bag, however many shekels 
a bag of sugar because he sold them salt instead of sugar. So he owes them money for selling the wrong thing to sure. Is he responsible to pay for all the dishes that were damaged? So that was Reb Shlomo Zalman. So you know Reb Shlomo Zalman said, it blows my mind what he said. There's a halacha spoken about in Baba Kama, if I put down a pit in Rosh Hashanah, I leave my sneaker, a guy kicks it or an animal, something kicks it to a different spot and it does damage in a different spot. You leave your sneaker in the middle of the hallway of the dorm, somebody kicks it to a different spot and then somebody trips and gets hurt or breaks something that they were holding. Are you responsible? A bar is the one who kicks it responsible. There's a sugyu of bar and a skalgil, a bar that rolls. And so Reb Shleimah Zalman said that him putting the salt and the sugar thing and then the lady transferring, ruining her husband owns all the meat, it's a bar that was moved by the lady. And Taisa says if the one who kicks the bar is Enoi b'miskaven, has no intention, then the original put down in the bar is chayiv. If the person kicks it on purpose, the one who kicks it is chayiv. If it was kicked accidentally, the original... So said of that storekeeper put down a bar by putting salt and sugar as a danger. The lady kicks it to a new place to her house and puts it in the, sh- in the meat. It's a bar on a scalgill that the original guy is chayiv because Taisa says the one who kicks it shaloy kavana. I lost my mind. Why did I lose? I, I saw the Psaqra of Shleim Salman. I lost my mind because it changes your life and learning. You could look at this, he was a genius. You're a genius to think about that. That's not pshat. You could, he was a genius of Shleim Zalman. That's not pshat. When he learned Baran Iskalgalebi, Rib Shleim Zalman wasn't immature about it, it was sophisticated. When he learned Yaakov, the sogi of a bar and a scalgil, he visualized practical cases. A very shallow guy says, <laughs> this Gemara like, talks about a pit. I never dug a pit. I never met a guy who dug a pit. Just crazy. Reb Shleim Zalman visualized the essence of the law. Reb Chazanish advises every Gemara you learn. You should visualize practical cases that it's relevant to. There's a sugi in the Gemara that if a guy goes into the pit and reads the Megillah, we're coming up to Purim, he goes into a crevice in Shul, a crack in Shul, reads the, reads the Megillah, and people, instead of hearing the Megillah, hear the echo of the Megillah, are you yites or not? So for years you learn the Gemara and you just laugh. <laughs> how many shuls do you know that have holes in them? And how many times the guy said, one second guys, I'm just going to go down into the hole to read the Megillah. It probably never happened in history except the whole Shaila of microphones is learned from that Gemara. The Gemara has a Shaila that an animal walks through a windmill and gets a Shechita, so is the Shechita kosher or not? And for years, people probably mocked that Gemara. <laughs> how, you know how precise Shechita is? In history, do you think one animal ever walked through a windmill and got Shechita precisely on its neck, cut perfectly, severed? But the whole Shaila of machine Shechita is learned from that Gemara. It go, the list goes on and on. When you learn Shuvah your mind like goes, wow. But great people are not just looking for the case, they're looking for the essence that the law is bringing out. A very shallow person just read about a pit. A sophisticated learner of Torah learns it like Ellie David just did. One second. 
I had a stationary thing that you used to damage yourself. One second. A, a storekeeper puts salt in the sugar and you take it. That's a bird. So this it's to me the whole art of Babakam is an art to learn it. It's the art of seeing deeper. If a guy sees the sugi of Shur and pictures and axe, you really miss the boat. Somebody said, Abel has said, your money damaging. That's much more, much more precise. Not just response of my, my money damaging. How does my money damage? What happened in this damage? That's the sophisticated way of learning Baba Kama. When you learn Shuvasvarim, you get like very inspired by this. But it's not just Baba Kama. Baba Kama is a good way of bringing this out. You can learn Saita and Yavamas. You're always learning principles. Rev Miller, Rev Vigda Miller, I once spoke, I'll get to Rev Miller in a second, I once spoke to the yeshiva who was learning Yavamas. I said, did anybody here increase their chesed this year? You're learning the sugya deraisa of chesed. Yavamas is all about the ultimate chesed. Doing something not for yourself. Did anybody think about chesed this year? You're handling Yavamas, Zika, the Allah Sugyas with all the lambdas. Did anybody think about kindness? But you don't have to learn Torah if you don't think like this. Reb Miller says we have a mitzvah deraisa to go in Hashem's ways. How do I keep that mitzvah? Reb Miller says it's easy mitzvah to keep. Just learn kola Torah kula. Valach the requires to study the entirety of Torah and start delving into the attitudes of Hashem. Each mitzvah brings out the attitude of Hashem. Reb Miller was very big at this and describes on mitzvahs what attitudes you learn. Again, besides the chiyuv of the mitzvah, there's attitudes. Not how you think. It becomes very dangerous. People take their thoughts and they stup it into mitzvah. Stop thinking. Then you never change. You just, whatever you want to say, you stup into the Torah. No. In an honest, unbiased way, think about the mitzvah, ponder the mitzvahs, and think about the attitude that Hashem's teaching us. Reb Miller was huge into this. Reb Miller said this is the Chiyav Daraisa to learn Kola Torah because we're supposed to be like Hashem. We have to learn His attitudes. We have a lot of wise thought. I discovered in the last few months how bright Abi is. The best thing you could do for your mind is study all of Torah and start using your mind to think what attitude Hashem's teaching you. Your mind is what your mind. Some people are born and die with the same brain. Nothing changed. Nothing refined their thinking. That's very nice. You're smart, but you're unrefined. If you allow Torah to impact your mind, it's machimas pesi. It makes the fool very smart. We're all fools. As smart as we are and intelligent, but if our brain is not allowed to be impacted by Hashem, through His Torah, remain foolish. You learn and you study Torah in an honest way and you gain the attitudes of Hashem. So, but it takes a sophisticated learner. Baba Kama brings that out a lot. Damages bring it out a lot. A very shallow guy shrugs. I learned all about oxen. You totally miss the boat if you think that way. Now, is all of learning practical? No. I'm not trying to say all of learning, and they're mindless to learning even what's not practical. But you'd be shocked how much is practical. And often, even what's not practical, you are learning the attitudes of Hashem. You're learning the mindset of Hashem. That's powerful. If you, if you, if you know how to do it that way, if you watch, Reb Miller was, a, was, a, was an artist at this. That's the first thing I wanted to share. 
But now, Lekavad Yaakov Ringel, I want to share something else. If everybody could please turn to page 222. This is one of my all-time favorite Vartan. It's Monday. It's Yom Shani. And already I'm jumping ahead. Really, till Tuesday is the parasha before. But for Lekavad Yaakov Ringel, I must share this with you. One of my favorite all-time varatims. I have to share this with you. But I beg you, you're going to all want to say it at your Shabbos table. I beg you to think about it. There's so many cutesies you say over as a cutesy. I beg you to think about this, A.B. You could think about this for hours, weeks. I beg you to ponder this. I think it's so intelligent and life-changing. Zevi, please listen to this. In Pasuk Chav Perech of Gimel Pasuk Aleph. Loisisa sheimashav. Loisisa means to carry. It means to accept. Do not accept sheimashav. Shema means a shmua statement. What does the word shav mean? A lie. If you look at onklus, targum onklus loisikabel. Don't accept shema the shikar, a statement of falsehood. Don't accept a lie. What is this talking about, Rabbi Say? Accepting lashnara. This is the Pasuk that it's Asr Daraisa to believe Lashnara. Laisisa Shemashav. Don't accept a false statement. Don't believe it. Isr Daraisa to be Mikabal Lashnara. Isr Daraisa. I have two questions on this Pasuk. By the way, by the way, Chazal Darshan, Laisisa. Does the Torah have Nikudais? No. So we only have a Messiah to read it Laisisa. But Chazal tell us you also can read it Laisasi. What does Laisasi mean? Laisisa means to be Mechabel. Laisasi means to cause somebody else to be Mechabel. This Pasuk both means you can't accept Lashnara and you can't say Lashnara. That's what the Pasuk means. They're both... The Torah just says, Taf, Shit, Sin, Aleph. We have no Nekudais. We have a Messiah to read it both ways. Laisisa, don't accept. And Laisasi, don't cause somebody to accept. Don't speak or listen to Lashon Hara. This is one of the many Lavin in the Torah on speaking or accepting Lashon Hara. I always think we're such a lucky people. Goyim speak Lashon Hara so often, it's like accepted. My wife at work described that when anybody leaves, it's open game for other people to talk. There's like no such, it's not even like not ethical. You'd rip somebody, but said their whole magazines and papers, the whole media is funded. You can knock somebody. We're so fortunate. It's an Isidar it's us. Our papers are never. It's so funny that we always want to have papers like the Goyim. Our papers are never as Gishmak because they're not allowed to say Lashnara. It's Asadaraisa. Our papers are not allowed to knock people. We're so fortunate. Mishpatim Valyadaum. The Goyim don't know our Mishpat. Parishes Mishpatim. They don't know Mishpatim. They don't know law. We have an Isr Daraisa. How fortunate are we? It's Asr Daraisa Tit Chazer. If in a dorm somebody makes fun of somebody else, Asr Daraisa, you knock another yid. Just get that through our heads. It's Asr Daraisa. If somebody would Chazer in the dorm, we'd lose our mind as we should. You should lose your mind equally if a guy knocks another person. It's Asa Daraisa. He ate Trev. So just a guy ate pig's meat in front of you. That's just what happened. You're not allowed to say bad in another year. It's Asa Daraisa. Laisisa Shem Hashav. You're not allowed to accept. Now, two One's questions. Two another. questions, Ellie, that I have. Correct. Two questions that I have, Rabbi Say. 
Question number one is a bomb question, is why does it call it a Shema Shavalai? Yaakov could tell the Elam, if it's true, are you allowed to believe Lashnara or say Lashnara? No. So one question is why does it call it a lie? Don't do it lie or not. You're not allowed to accept Lashnara or say Lashnara. If it's true, are you allowed to say, no, I don't want an answer yet. If it's true, are you allowed to say Lashnara? No. So why did Torah call it Shema Shav? Uncle says the word Shav means Shekra. Why is it called a lying statement? Why is it called... I don't want an answer. I want to enjoy the question. Why is it called a lying statement? Question one. It's not a lie. Learn the halachas. And it's even if it's true. You know, all of a sudden, if it's true, you're allowed to say it. I have a good juicy piece to tell you. It's true, you're allowed to say it. The Torah says, don't be mekabel or say, Jerusha's chazal, a shame or shikra a lie. But I thought it's even on truth. Kasha one. Kasha two is a simple practical question. An honest guy tells me Lashnar, says, don't believe it. What does that mean? Let's talk real, Hever. I'm talking about an honest guy who never lies. You know, an honest fellow. Tells me, Rebbe, this is a fact. This is what I saw. I don't believe you. You're stupid not to believe him. You're stupid. So tell you saying, be stupid. This puzzle says, be stupid. A guy you know has no motive to lie. You're an intelligent. You know all the signs when somebody's lying. You know, when people lie, they often touch their nose. It's a very good sign. If you see somebody go like this, often when you lie, you touch your nose. People who know body language know that. If a guy tells you something, often they won't look at you. That's true. They'll look away. Yes, guy, did you, did you do this? So no. He'll touch his nose often. Often they do that. The reason, little kids when they lie, cover their mouth. Little kids when they lie, they'll cover their mouth. They're like embarrassed. They're like, they cover their mouth. When you get older, you're more subtle. You don't cover your mouth. The nose is like, instead of this. When they're little, they cover their mouth. Little kid, did you break it, Yossi? No. When you're older, you sort of just... But a guy, a guy touches his face often when he's lying. You know all the tricks of how to discover liars... And the guy's not lying, and the Torah says, don't believe it. How am I to understand that? But A.B. told me, A.B. never lies. wouldn't say Lashnar either. But A.B. said he's not lying. The Torah says, don't be macabre. I want you to hear this. So anybody who knows me knows one of my favorite things in the world is caricatures. I am enthralled. I, I, I always put a caricature. I say character. How do you say it, Rabbi Yitz? I'm not sure how to say it. He says character. I've heard caricature. I don't know. We have to turn the phone as a way of pronouncing it. Uh, let's find out. Let's say it right. Siri. Siri. Yes, Siri. Yes, Siri. Yes, Siri. Siri says something. Yeah. Yeah? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. How to say caricature. Pronounce it. You have yours? It's not going to come up. It's going to say caricature. Shh. Type it in. Caricature. Ask what it means. Ask what it means. I don't spell it. Ask what it means, and then I'll. Ask what it means, and then I'll. C A R I C A T R. Yeah, but it comes up as caricature. What is it? Yeah, yes. Ask how to pronounce it. No, just say what it is. Oh, it has the pronounce. It has it here. How do you pronounce it? You figure this out. Caricature. That's how I. 
So, to me, it's the best thing at amusement. Caricature. Yes, he said, he just said caricature. A caric- caricature, I can't say. Caricature, I just can't say it right. Is when you go to the amusement park, those cool pictures they make, they look like cartoon-like pictures of people. Why do I love it? Listen here. You heard to listen to why I love caricatures. I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. Listen why I caricatures. love caricatures. Yeah, that's, you really pronounced the beginning. The reason I like caricatures is as follows. I once had a neighbor, he was Radley Yitz Rabinowitz, who got us, blue, who got us Durham, Bill Blurge, who got us Durham. It's his first cousin. He has a cousin, Akiva Tepper. Akiva Tepper was my neighbor. He learned by me for many years. Then he, we bought a house next to each other. He's a cousin of Zevi Garala, an amazing guy. Really a wonderful person. Akiva and I are like brothers. We're, extreme, we, we're extremely close. He, Akiva Tepper had a caricature in his house of himself. Now, Akiva Tepper is a good-looking guy. Fine-looking fellow. He has a picture on his wall, a caricature, that's exactly him. If a hundred people saw the picture, would say Akiva Tepper. Except he's good looking and the caricature makes him look like an absolute buffoon. So I asked you a kasha. It's a kasha, I'm so confused. But it's exactly him. A hundred people will know who it is. That's quite a good picture. You know, when I draw somebody, nobody could tell you who I'm drawing. The best mark, a bacher came yesterday, told me he's an artist, he draws. The best sign that you are a good drawer is draw me a person. Do people know who you're drawing? Well, trust me, if I drew Ellie David, none of you will know Ellie David I just drew. I'm clearly not such a good artist. If every single person you drew could say Ellie David, you're quite a good artist. That caricature, a hundred people who know Akiva Tepper would say Akiva Tepper. So it's him, quite accurate. One second. He's good looking, that looks ridiculous. To bomb Kasha. It bothered me a long time. One second. Is it accurate or not? It's exactly him, but it's not him. But it's exactly him, but it's not him. It's a good picture. Everybody would know it's him, but it's not, but it looks ridiculous. And what I figured out, it took me a long time. I was bothered by this Kasha. How can an exact picture that everybody could identify, but he's good looking and this makes him crazy? Said so it's not him, but it is him, but it's not him. It confused me, conf- confounded me. I couldn't understand it. Till I figured out, Hevra, let's say a guy has a little pimple on his cheek. The art of a caricature is true he has a pimple, but he's a great looking guy. The art of a caricature, artists know how, it's an art, to make something the center of their picture, their tricks in art, to get you to look at something. A guy has big ears. He's a wonderful looking guy. He's such great features. But his ears are large. The art of a caricature is you just see a pair of ears. They have all different tricks to get you to focus on his ears. By exaggerating, it's true. But beyond exaggeration, there are other tricks in art that the ears stand out. It's like a walking ears. So it's true he has large ears. But by you being madgish... Somehow, by highlighting his ears, exactly him, and it's true, he has big ears, but he's a great-looking guy. In the picture, by stressing the ears, you just see ears in the picture. The answer to my dilemma 
is everything's accurate, but you sh- you know what happened once? One of the nicest people I ever know in the world, a guy who's a Baalash and Hara, was once talked to me, I was in two vans ago, smashed up by a bucket to smithereens, two vans ago I was in, and I'm sitting in the van, and a guy who's a Baalash and Hara, he rips everybody, a big cynic, he started telling me about a person I know, and everything he was saying was true. I was getting like, he's right, he's right. Then I said, Kalish, you idiot. This guy is talking about the nicest guy in the world. He's pointing out things that are true, but what a buffoon. Because the guy's the nicest guy, yeah, it's true what he said. But the implication, you could take the nicest guy in the world, you could take the best looking person in the world, but by highlighting one thing, it's an ugly person, but it's a good looking person. I'm so confused. Because you took something and highlighted a specific... It might be true, but what you're giving over is a big lie. Liar! Liar! Because I'm not a liar. I said it's true. You're the worst liar ever met in my life. Because you took a nice guy and you made him not nice. What the truth? The pimple's there. The word is there. The big ears are there, but he's a good looking person. But highlighting one Nikuda, this Baalash Nahara was sitting in my van when I figured it out and I understood caricatures then. He taught me what a caricature is. He's a walking caricature artist, except he can't draw. By highlighting a work that might be true, it was wild. He only built what he built based on the truth. It wouldn't be a good caricature. Every lie is built on truth. It wouldn't be a good lie if it's not built on truth. It's any good liar knows how to build something. What you said is true. Nobody can deny it. But what you're presenting, the picture, a caricature is the greatest lie possible. Because you could take a good-looking guy and make him ugly. But it's true. But by you highlighting that, you didn't stress all his other features, all his other things. You're actually presenting a lie. The Baalash and Hara is wildly good at this. The reason Lashon Hara is called the Shema Shekra, a lying statement, is because the implication, the picture given is a lie. You're right, what you said might be true, but by you, did you say all the guy's mindless? Did you say his struggle? Did you say what he's accomplished? By you highlighting this, you're a freaking liar. Pardon my English. But you have to say it the way it is, you're a liar. You're a liar, but I said the truth. Yeah, but it's not the truth. Because that guy's good looking and you made him ugly. All Lush and Hara is one big lie. And that's why I asked the question, how you don't accept Lush and Hara? We don't accept. The guy's not, doesn't, tells the truth. The answer is context. You don't know his mood that day. There's so much, I don't care how truthful the guy is, but he highlighted this, no business. It's like believing, if you didn't know Akiva Tepper and somebody asked you basically, he's a good looking guy, they say he's a freaky looking guy. Then you meet the person, he's a great looking guy. So it was a lie after all. It was an accurate in a way, it was accurate, but it's a lie because it was highlighted. All of a sudden, you can't believe Lashon Hara. Stop it. 
erase that picture. You could take the greatest person. If you're a Mechabal Lashnar, you see a flawed person. Knock it off. He didn't give you context. He didn't give you history. He didn't give you... Just erase the picture he showed you. Try to get it out of here. It's difficult. But understand that the same way a caricature could show a great-looking person to be ugly, Balei Lashnar could make a great person look bad. Erase what he told you. But he doesn't lie. It has nothing to do with lying. He's a liar what he stresses. That's what I believe, why Lashon Hara is called a lie, it's a lie. It, 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 it abuses all context. That's what I think Pshad in this Pasuk is able to. What do you think, Abes? Don't believe lying statements. All Lashon Hara is called lying statements. A guy says Lashon Hara says, be, tell him be quiet, I don't want to hear it. Knock it off. You're making me... It's so easy to take good people and if you think about the art of a Baalashnara, could take a good person and you don't look at him as good anymore. But he told you that. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. Stop it. You telling me that took a guy who's a good-looking fellow. He's a wonderful person. And you just distorted my whole view of him. You made a lie. What a lie you made. There's certain people, I can't stand people who do that. They think they're sophisticated. They love the dirt, even on big people. They'll tell you historical figures. You know the Maisel with the Rambam. You know his Machloikas. They pride. There's history. You don't, Machloikas, you don't know the Ketusha, the Tara. There are certain people that pride. They consider themselves realists. This is the part I love about Gedolim books. People get upset that Gedolim books don't make them human enough. I like, I can't stand the people who think they think they're sophisticated. And they'll say, you know, you know, Yenna Machloikis with an itziv. You know, his big mach. As if, like, if you know that Machloikis, now you have a better picture than itziv, you have a worse picture. And itziv was good looking, I promise you. Than itziv, the Kaddish Vitar, than itziv. If you think, because you know of one incident which is hard to understand, that you have the itziv, the picture of the itziv, that's foolish. Certain people, they call themselves historians. The Bali Lashnar, they love doing this. It's like a big art. You know, they like doing this on all big people. Shedding a little, like, doubts. Terrible Midish. Lashnar Mamish. But the, the, the depth of Lashnar, Shema Shekra, a lying statement. As if... The, the, in big people, there's stories we understand, stories we don't understand. As if knowing something we don't understand, now you have a better picture. Baloney, you have a worse picture. Knowing certain things. Sometimes a guy will tell me something about a bacher, and they think knowing this gives you a better window into him. You know him less now. You're telling me that dirt. I used to know him better. I know him less good, less truthful now. Because that story is an aberration. People make mistakes. That's not him. You telling me that information says, Rabbi, you hold to that guy. You don't know this. I know, I know him better because I don't know that. That story is, is a confusion. It's a distortion. I know him. That story, say that don't we all make mistakes? I know him. The story you know, you think you know him better because you know that story. You know him worse. I've been told by Bach Rebbe, you think you know the guy. I have some mice. I tell the guy, no, because of that mice, you know him worse. I know him better because I don't know the story. You know what I told you? I know the guy better because I don't know the story. Better view on it. Correct. Not better view. A more correct view. 
not just a more positive view, a corrector view. That story doesn't define. Because it's often true, because our mistakes don't define us. The mistake he made once doesn't define him, that's why. No, it's not true, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. A mistake doesn't correct. You know him better. You know him better. Not just... Abel and I are fighting. We fight a lot. Baruch Hashem. That's why we're such close friends. Abel is saying you have a more positive view, and I say, no, you're wrong. I have a better view. That's our Bachlaikas. No, doesn't. Abel says, I say better, a more correct view of him. A more correct view of him. Oh, you must. No, 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 not a positive view. No, no, no. Positive means you wear and grow his colored glass. I'm talking about who understands him better, who has a more correct view of his essence. The one who knows the dirt story, the one who doesn't. I think the one who doesn't know the dirt story is a better understanding of the guy. You doesn't mean always. There are bad people out there, Hever. But I'm talking about often. Like, Rebbe, you don't know this. You don't, you don't have a good picture. No, I have a better picture because I don't know that. You are distorted by information that you heard. Because you're defining him by a mistake he made 14 days ago. Uh, once when he was tired and upset and this and that. So you have a distorted view. Good luck now getting rid of that distortion. Okay, so this, that's what you have to define. That's you have to. Yes, Shlomo Sam. Implications a lie. The point, it's called a lying statement because it doesn't matter the words. It matters every statement is creating a picture. What's created is a lie. It's called a lie. If it, they're all the time when people say things, the statement taken out of context is always, always true. He did say that. Yeah, but you took it out of context, and then it's a lie. Taken out of context, because the idea that's created, words create pictures. If the picture is a lie, that's called a lying statement, because the picture created is a lie. Yes. Okay, if it's Latayelis, it's halachas and Lashonhar. Latayelis, the cases you need to know. What do you think, Abel? I don't know where you the same word. Me and Abel agree. Okay. I like this game. It's not confusing. This was Lekavad Yankov Ringel, Hever. A little Lush and Hara Ray, Lekavad Yankov Ringel. Okay, Pasake. Here's the kicker of the word of the day, but I don't want to miss I'm not messing up Shiergate. This is the best word of the day. It's going to be tomorrow's word, the best word of the day. I don't want to, I don't want to kill Shiergate. I messed Shiergate up yesterday. Hevra, it's 12 up. I've just a little scheduling. It's 12.05. 12.10 is going to, tomorrow is the best word of Parashas Mishpatim. Maybe you'll ever hear, but that's tomorrow. 12.10 is Gemarshim. We got to get back. Start Gemarshim 12.10. The, what's happening is Mincha is going to be the normal 305 Normal 305 Mincha today There is no English today I'm going to talk after Mincha This afternoon's plans Tomorrow and Wednesday Tuesday, Wednesday from 1 to 3 Is football From 1 to 3 You'll see the schedule and the teams If somebody's not a team we're going to add Rabbi Louis, my son. Like every team. What? Rabbi did the 